This is an On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast on the Sports for Beginners podcast feed. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com. Toronto Raptors are back on the Sports for Beginners podcast, and with the MLB season coming in fast, time for another Raptors post recap. This time, it's the Orlando Magic versus the Toronto Raptors. What are we going to talk about these teams? Well. I can assure you that we will hear from some players. We'll definitely hear from Nick Nurse. And we may hear from the Orlando Magic's head coach himself. The game gets ready to tip off. And when we are ready to bring this show in, After our intro, the game will have been finaled. Tip-off is at 7.30. We are doing the post-recap for this game. And now, whenever you hear this chant, You know it's time to get ready to recap another hoop fest between your Toronto Raptors and their opposing team. Let's go Raptors. It is a game day and let's be ready for 7.30 action on the Toronto Raptors. And the Orlando Magic. This is Raptors Post Recap. And we are live after the game.
After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. The Toronto Raptors are recapped here on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Now to your host of the Raptors Post Recap, Scott McGregor, Ali Musa, and Thomas McGregor in the Sports for Beginners studio. Take it away, gentlemen. Welcome inside the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast studio. It is our Sports for Beginners studio action for the On the Ice and Behind the Benches podcast. We're doing some basketball here in the Sports for Beginners studio. Part of On the Ice and Behind the Benches. I am the host of On the Ice and Behind the Benches' podcast, Thomas Verbreger, and I'm also your host for Raptors Post Recap. Thomas McGregor is the name. The Raptors. Victorious. Or were they? Orlando Magic and the Raptors went to battle last night. And before we get into it, every weekday from 2 to 4 p.m., there is a show that you would probably like. It is a show run by AMI-audio or AMI-tv. That's 2 to 4 p.m. is when the show starts. And it is AMI-audio and AMI-tv. The show is called Kelly and Ramya, which was originally called Kelly and Company. You can listen to this show. If you miss out on the show television-wise, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, things of that nature, throughout this opening segment, We are going to do the game summary. And in that game summary, we'll go through the players, 
we will go through the inactive that did not play. The refs. And of course, we'll end off the half of the show with both head coaches. So now you know what we're doing on this show. Let's not waste any persuaded time and get to the game summary. So this game was full of up, downs, you name it. It was full of ups and downs. We look at the line score, and the Raptors were in the lead after one quarter of play, 35-27 was the score. The Raptors still on the board, but kind of trailing at this point in the second quarter as the Orlando Magic would score 43 points and 30 points would go to the Raptors prior to second half. So at halftime, our score was, let's look at our math here. Our score, when you put those numbers in, Raptors 65, Orlando Magic 70. Let me just make sure I've got that right. Yep. So the Orlando Magic led at halftime by five points in the game. We move to the second half, and our score, given our point line, was 19 and 29. 29 for the Raptors, 19 for Orlando. They finished the game in the fourth quarter with 24 for Orlando and 29 for the Raptors. Leaving our final score after the game, Raptors 123, Magic 113, 
our venue was Scotiabank Arena. Our location, I mentioned it earlier, Toronto, Ontario. Now that we have that out of the way, who didn't play? And who was inactive for both the Raptors and the Magic? Let's find out. Keep a reminder that 2 to 4 p.m. is when you can catch Kelly and Ramya on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Missed the show? AMI-tv and AMI-audio on the podcast platform have both hour one and hour two of Kelly and Ramya. For you to check in with. So. Not playing for Orlando Magic as they did not play. In the game last night. We have, and I'll just pull up on my phone the list of guys so we so we're able to understand these guys named. You know what? Let's first start with the inactives yeah let's start with the inactives let's start with inactives first so inactive for orlando as we go through the roster We have Cole Anthony, who is on the injured list. He wears number three. He is also a short a shooting guard. We have Jonathan Isaac, number two on a small forward. We had RJ Hampton, and we had Kevon Harris. As well as
trying to make sure I got the name right. Admiral Schofield. Who did not play. And I'm trying to think here who the other guy is. I don't see him on the roster anymore. I believe his name is Goga Patidias. But the days, but the Diaz. I'm really sorry, man. I can't seem to get this guy's name right. Anyways, he did not play. He was inactive. And he's number 35 at center. Go Joga Batidiez, Batidiez. I'm hoping I'm saying that name right. Did not play for the Raptors. I know I'll get this one right. We have Ron Harper Jr., Christian Polacco, Joe Weiskamp, Scamp. And Jelancho Horanagamos. Jelancho Horanagamo. I'm really sorry, I can't say their name right there. Uh, inactive. We have OG Ananobi, Otter Porter Jr. And Gary Trent Jr. That was who was inactive for the Raptors. They did not play. The last guy I mentioned was a little hard to pronounce. Oh, excuse me. But anyways. Time to look at that attendance record. Let's look at that attendance record now. 
so we can get that out of the way before we hit our game summary, which is coming your way as part of this part of the show. This game was, I believe, on Sportsnet. And we're using the Sportsnet feed for there. And I hope trying to make sure I'm awake here. A reminder that it is one o'clock. We are doing this right after the game has concluded. So merely hours after it has concluded. And the NBA trade deadline is out of the way. So with the NBA trade deadline out of the way and All-Star Week coming up, I do believe it is without question inherited that both Orlando and the Raptors should be playing for, if they're out of the playoff spot, playing for pride the attendance record, courtesy of my phone on the score, 19,800 people attending the venue, Scotiabank Arena. Do we know who our referees were? Let's find out. Let's see if we can get some notions on who the referees were. Might not be able to get it, but let's try and find out anyways. We know who the head coaches were. Well, I'm sure. And as we look for the NBA.com, looking at our refs, here we go. Let's just get the game summary out of the way. We'll look at the refs to wrap up the game summary on our show. But first, Let's talk game with the game stats. One of the main reasons we're doing this right off the top of the show. Starting with field goals. All right, field goals. 
the field goal percentage, that is. Toronto, 60.2% from field goal range. Orlando Magic, 51.2% from field goal range. Three-point range. The three-pointers for the Raptors in three-point range percent was 33.3%. Meanwhile, on Orlando's side, we have a percentage rate of 49.9% from three-point range. The free throw percent were 75.0% for the Toronto Raptors and 77.8% for the Orlando Magic. Orlando turned the ball over eight times, but so did the Raptors. That's a combined competitive notion of 18 turnovers to a side. Rebounds. Raptors 40, Magic 29, Assist Raptors 31, Magic 26. That does it for that game summary. We are going to wrap up with the refs if we can find the refs later. But before we continue to wrap up the game summary, Let's see if we can hear from one of the head coaches of the teams we're talking about. And that is Nick Nurse. Let's hear what Nick Nurse has to say about the win over the Orlando Magic. Let's hear what he's got to say. If we can. So let's look at, see where you find him. Give me a second. I'm going to try and find him here.
So here we go. Here is Nick Nurse. Nikki, what do you got to say about the win? They were right, Doug. You called it. How did that open up things so well? I think we got to get a little better getting used to used to um, him when he's catching it there at the elbow, high post area. I was, uh, I didn't think we were, we were cutting, but I didn't think we were doing a quick enough job of cutting towards the rim to give him somebody to hit. I think that's something we can explore and get a little better at. We did get a couple couple of them in the second half, um, but his, his, um, you know, his rolling in the screen and roll was huge because they were trying to put you know multiple guys on Fred and Pascal and every time we hit him it seemed like something good happened. I know first half I think you shot seventy one percent and we're behind. What what turned his defense around for you in the second half you think? Yeah, I mean the first half we I mean we had we had three areas I thought that were that were really hurting us and first one was transition. Way too many race it up the floor quick baskets, even after scores, even one after a free throw, like stuff that's, you know, you just can't let happen, right? That, that was the first one. Um, the second one was the cutting, right? We had them bottled up a lot late in the shot clock and they'd find a late cutter right at the right at the rim for a layup. And we, we really took care of that because they turned it over like two of the first maybe five possessions trying to hit a cutter flying out of bounds to start the second half, right? And um, I can't remember what the third one is right now. Yeah, that, what was the third one? I had uh, cutting transition. Can't remember. But anyway, yeah, it was it was a third one that we that we um, emphasized at halftime, and um, but good good. What is it? Forty three points we go up in the second, and if my math's right, I think that's forty three in the second half. So really good, really good defensive effort. End up with uh, a bunch of block shots. I think uh, I'm not sure we had one at the half. Maybe one, right? So ten blocks at the second half, um, which is good. It means we were challenging at the rim much better, right? Much better. You mentioned Criddle's um, rolling ability, which was awesome, but he also when when Orlando switched, um, just mashed little guys in the post, just turn around. And yeah. um, how valuable is that as a way to sort of make sure teams can switch? Well, it's really valuable, right? It really is. I mean, there's there's two ways you're going to beat teams that switch, right? Is the big guy's going to go bury somebody inside, or the big defenders, you know, going to going to have to guard somebody on the perimeter that can get by him or shoot a three, right? So having both of those makes it, you know, you got to got to probably not switch as much, especially if we're getting the inside buckets. Nobody nobody likes the feel of a switch, throw it inside, get overpowered for a layup, very long. Right, just feels easy. Well, it's it's smart. Um, it's it's easy to, I mean, looks easy. Right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's that easy. But it you made it look easy tonight. Yeah. I don't think we ever got your reaction to Pascal being an all-star. Yep. What looks like an all-star? For sure. I mean, I, I was surprised. I'm not even sure we talked about it a little bit, maybe that he didn't make it. Right. I think we did. We talked about you know. Um, our our position in the standings certainly we've benefited in the past and didn't this year. Um, I would have thought he would have been really close, right? It, it, it's surprised he didn't make it. So I guess when 
they're looking to add. He he had to be at the top of the list. So good for him, man. He certainly deserves it. He's he's played like an all star this year for sure. Thank you very much, everybody. Can you about that, by the way, uh, I didn't get an update. I know he left the game. So we'll get you one. The head coach of the Toronto Raptors. We're looking for the head coach of the Orlando Magic right now. And as we continue to look for him, let's look at our first piece of putting in the opening segment to a standstill. So let's talk about top performers. Now, when we talk top performers, and let's talk about these as a game ball perspective. So I'm going to start with Orlando on this one. They lost the game, but hey, same same chances, same chances to uh, come back and win the game, and they took it. My top performers from the Orlando Magic are, and I'm going to make sure I say these names right, Brandon, Brandis Wagner. Thirty-two minutes played, nine, nine points, six rebounds, one steal, three of nine from field goals. Two of five in three pointers. One for one in free throws. No offense, no defensive rebounds. One personal foul. I do believe, no, three personal fouls. And three turnovers. He turned the ball over three times. Uh, moving on in the top performers game ball edition. I also want to give some workout to Wendell Carter Jr. Thirty-two minutes. Play 26 points, six rebounds, five assists, a steal, 11 of 15 in field goals, six of three in three pointers, and one of three free throws two offensive rebounds two 
four defensive rebounds, excuse me, five personal fouls. Oh, man, this guy was following everywhere. Three turnovers. Wow. Last guy for Orlando Magic we're going to do for the top performers is none other than the bench, Jalen Suggs. Twenty-nine minutes, twenty-four points, two rebounds, four assists, two steals, nine of twelve in field goals. Three of six in field in three pointers. Free throws. He was three of four. He made three and lost four. Well, lost one basically because he made three and then he lost the others. Two offensive rebounds, a personal foul, and three turnovers. The Raptors top performers. To wrap up the opening segment as we move into our closing of the opening segment where we will possibly hear from the head coach of the Orlando Magic. And we start things off with none other than Spicy P, Pascal Siakam. As he goes 41 minutes, Twenty six points within the forty one minutes played. Four rebounds, six assists, two steals, ten of fifteen in field goals, two of four in three pointers. Four of six in free throws. Four defensive rebounds, one personal foul, and three turnovers. That's a good night for Pascal. Our second one goes out to Scotty Barnes, who has been the talk of most of the Raptors content I've been listening to, and I'm sure you've been listening to. How did he do last night, since we're recapping it? He played 36 minutes, 17 points came out of it, 
He got six rebounds, six assists, one steal, and two blocks. Was six of 15 in field goals. He was 0 for 2 in three-pointers. And 5 of 7 in free throws. Had three offensive and defensive rebounds. Fouled one Orlando Magic and turned the ball over once. Let's bring it over to Freddie Van Fleet as our last of the top performers on the Raptors side. 35 minutes played. Fantastic. Let's get let's let's play let's play 35 minutes. Gets 10 points, no rebounds, 15 assists. Three steals, one block, three of twelve. In field goals, three of nine in three pointers, one of one in free throws. Three personal fouls, five turnovers. And let's give another one to both Orlando and the Raptors. And my last one of the Toronto Raptors comes, comes from the bench. Malachi Flynn, 13 minutes played, 10 points, two rebounds, one assist, three of four. In field goals, two of three in three pointers, and two of three in free throws. Two defensive rebounds, one personal foul. That's all there is to it. Raptors win. The last person we're going to go to on the magic side. Because I did think about this. Even though I did not see the game. But was getting updates on my phone. Probably just ignoring this. Let's give Gary Harrison some 
Love, 23 minutes played, six points, one rebound, one assist, two of three in field goals, two of three in three-pointers, a defensive rebound, and that's about it. That brings our opening piece to a close. But don't worry, Raptors fans. We're not done with the show. We just got started. Game balls, plus hearing from the players, is coming up. This is Raptors Post Recap. And And we're just getting started. The game balls, the look ahead in the Raptors post recap. Simply front. And lots more to cover here, including game ball pickups. Are coming are coming up on Raptors post recap. Our head coach coming out of the break that we'll be hearing from, hopefully, is the head coach of the Orlando Magic. But for now, let's take a break. And to take us out, you heard it when we started, and you'll be hearing it throughout the show. And as we conclude... Here it is. We'll be back right after this. This is Raptors Post Recap. Coming up next, after hearing from Orlando's head coach, it's the game ball of the game. And and tons more to go and tons more news to go around. Stick around because Raptors Post Recap on Sports for Beginners continues with me as your host, Thomas McGregor. After this. As we come out into break, the final score, Raptors 123, Orlando Magic 113. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out all over the map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. 
subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com. I think, you know, them having, we had 14 turnovers in the second half, and then, you know, they had 12 second chance points in the second half. So the, the rebounding, that, that, that really gave them the opportunity. Then we turned it over. So you can't turn the basketball over and give up offensive rebounds and give yourself a chance. But our, our guys competed. They battled, you know, second night of a back-to-back uh, against a very physical and tough basketball team. You know, our, our guys competed as, as best as they know how in this moment. You guys overcame that. So you've done that a lot throughout the course of the season. Uh, what do you say about the resilience of the team to not let a poor start kind of affect the Well, we, our, this group has a great level of resiliency, but we just got to make sure we don't put ourselves behind it, you know, starting the games. We got to make sure we come out ready to play right away. Uh, and that's on the defensive end of the floor. You know, we were start out the game exchanging baskets. Uh, and that's not the thing you want to do against a team like this. Feeling proud of the game. Well, defensively, his ability to get into the basketball, he, you know, he was physical. He, he he made big plays on both ends, a uh, couple steals, charges, and then stepping into a shot with confidence, uh, ready to knock shots down. And then his pace was, was, was really great. And that's just the pace we want him to play at under control and also being able to make decisions. Yeah, it just seems like he loves playing on every day. Is that one of the things you I love that. Our guys love that about him. You know, we we embrace what he does. Uh, again, I, I said it before. You know, if he's he's staying healthy, uh, he is a first team all defensive guy because of the way in which he plays and the way he changes our team. I know this game crashed. What do you think about the season so far before the All Star break? Uh, what would you take away from that first part of the season? Well, the resiliency of our guys, understanding once we got healthy, you know, you look at 5-20 and 20 to start the season, uh, and then our guys bouncing back and then, you know, carrying ourselves above 500, uh, being able to tie our defense down consistently, uh, then offensively our ability to just continue to grow and learn and, and read each other as the game goes on. You know, we got 23 games left after the break, and I think our guys are, are hungry to, to keep fighting for these spots. I don't know what would you have to improve the, the, the most for, for the next season to make uh, uh, one, one more step. Well, for the second half of the season, we're just have to continue to grow on what we've been doing. Uh, and I think that's what our guys are, are figuring out down the stretch, how hard we have to play, how we have to continue to focus on the defensive side of the floor. Then offensively, just continue to do it by committee, sharing the basketball, trusting one another, and just continue to play as hard as we've been playing. Coach, 
How does the addition of Jakob Pertl make this Toronto team more difficult to defend again? I mean, you see what he did tonight. He was a game changer, not just his offensive rebounds, but his ability to set those solid screens and then you're navigating through how to get back in front of him. And then he does a great job of finishing at the rim. Defensively, he does a great job of playing the cat and mouse game. So you're not really able to finish at the rim. And then he, when you're there, he's blocking shots. So he's going to add a great piece to this team. I think there's just different skill sets. I think everybody's doing different things and, and the way teams are approaching the way that they play. And, you know, obviously the, 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 the big guys are just, they're, they're becoming more and more skilled. And that's not just, you know, necessarily from Europe, but even here, the guys are just playing at, at such a high level. They're doing so many different things offensively and defensively. All right. Welcome back into the show. There is a bit of basketball news to be at, that is to be attended. As you heard from the head coach of the Orlando Magic, they have, I believe, a couple of games before the break. And after the break, they have a set amount of games. As the All-Star break approaches for the NBA, which is hosted in Utah Jazz. Before we get to the continuation of our show, though, I have a question for all of you listening. And may have been listening to first up the podcast on TSN Radio 1050. After the Super Bowl, I'll make this very brief. There was a question that they had on the quiz during the first up segment in, I believe, the last hour one of the days before Wednesday, which is when we're recording this. And it asked, how much does a quarterback get for saying, quote, unquote, I'm going to Disneyland in the NFL. I wonder what the answers from an audience like you listening would be because even if you google it I'm sure we find an answer but I want to know from you guys just give me a guess there were great answers on first up like somebody said 500 grand the other said a million bucks It's uh, the, the there's a there's a lot that goes on in that show, 
so much so that but there's so little time to talk about it. I just thought I'd bring that up because it was a question on my mind after listening to it the very first time I listened to first up. And I thought I'd bring it on the show for Raptors post recap. So let me know what you guys think of that question. Give me a money line here. What do you think the actual asking price for the National Football League to give a quarterback who says, I'm going to Disneyland, receives after winning the Super Bowl? All right. We're going to get to the game balls right away, but because we only have one person after Orlando's head coach to hear from the Orlando Magic in terms of players. We're going to hear from the player, the one player himself. As of right now, the only one we have. And that is Jalen Suggs. So Jalen, we'll let you start it off. And if I find during his press conference of the action, another sense of Orlando Magic post game, I will find, I will find, uh, I will let you guys know. A reminder that coming up as we're recording this, it is Kelly and Ramia time on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. That's 2 to 4 p.m. You can check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcast. And after we hear from Jalen, It is sorry for the silence there. It is the game balls. That is on tap this half of the show. And of course, game ball pickups and the look ahead are coming your way. We're going to hear from possibly, possibly another Orlando Magic if we can. If not, we are going to hear from the Toronto Raptors side of the players. We already heard from McNurse, and we just heard from the head coach of the Orlando Magic. He kicked this off. But anyway, now that we're working our way to the game balls, here is Jalen with the call. Jalen, what gave the Raptors momentum there in the second half? Uh... I think I give a, lot, give a lot of credit to them tonight. I think they played really hard. Um, they were crashing the glass, moving 50-50 balls. 
uh, playing very physical, you know, just how to turn around to play, you know, that's their identity. And, um, you know, I think we could have done a bit better job in matching that tonight. Um, you know, I think me included, especially, um, you know, trying to hit bigs, crack down, uh, box out a bit more, uh, kind of do a bit more in the paint uh, to help our bigs out. But, uh, you know, I think just a lot of credit goes to them. They played extremely hard and, and physical and kind of hit us in the mouth there. Disappointing, but you yourself had a really strong game. Uh, what is it about your game lately that's allowing you to take the next step? Uh, again, I'm just trying to get back comfortable. Uh, like I said, um, I think coming coming back off that off that long, you know, off the injury and, and time away, um, uh, it was a bit frustrating. Um, you know, I had to get some time to kind of get back into my groove. And again, like I said, find find my rhythm with the team, find my flow with the team, and kind of you know fit back in with the guys. And uh, you know, I had it going early in the season. Uh, you know, I felt really good, really confident about myself. You know, and of course that happened. So I think just trying to get back to my get back to myself, get back comfortable, and I mean, you know, keep trying to find my rhythm and flow, but. Um, you know, I think the guys did a great job in finding me. Uh, you know, I got a lot of good spot-up threes, uh, some good looks, so I think the credit goes to them. But, um, again, I just, you know, got to keep cleaning these things up, keep cleaning up turnovers, uh, you know, which would be tonight. So, uh, still got some improvement to do. You really love playing defense. Not every guy does. What is it about you on the defensive end that really makes you take pride in it? Um, you know, I know that my teammates appreciate it. You know, I know the coaches staff appreciates it. And, uh, you know, they they always tell me that, you know, it brings energy, you know, and it's, it's what we need, and they're always asking for it, you know, and anything I can do to help out my team, my teammates, you know, make their job easier, um, you know, and help us, you know, help us win, really, you know, and impact winning, uh, you know, I'm going to do it. You know, that calls for defense, you know, it's something I've always taken pride in, and, you know, especially, you know, if it's asked, you know, I'm going to make sure it gets done. So I think just, you know, trying to stay solid and, you know, do what I can to help the squad out, uh, you know, to give our, give ourselves a chance every night. I know this game is fresh, but what did you take away from the first part of the season before the All-Star break? Um, we just got to close games out, um, you know, and, and be solid and winning time. You know, there was a couple that, couple that were kind of gave away at the end, um, you know, that was just simply off our mistakes, you know. And um, so I think as we continue to learn and get better and be in these close game winning moments and, you know, in a, in a position where, you know, we're fighting for playoff spots, you know, that's the next step is, you know, winning those final six minutes, three minutes, you know, when it gets into winning time, uh, you know, we close it out. But, you know, I think, you know, we're playing great basketball. We're playing very hard with each other. So continue to grow, continue to build on those things and, uh, you know, close out these last uh, these last 20-something hard. What has Jakob Pertl made? What has he done to the, for the Raptors? Yeah. The ball? Uh, he's crazy. Uh, uh, he's a force in the paint. Uh, you know, when trying to trying to box him out and, you know, you can't out-jump him, uh, you know, and, you know, he's really strong and physical in there. So, um, you know, I mean, he's if he fits what they want to do, you know, he's a big physical big that's going to hit you in your mouth, you know, and have no remorse about it, you know. And I think I can respect that a ton, you know. I respect that style of play, you know, a level of physicality, and you know, it, it hurt us tonight. And also, I think he did a great job in just finishing, you know, his, his floaters, his putbacks, uh, you know, when he got his when he got his ISO post up, you know, he did a great job tonight. So, um, yeah, I think you know, continue to hit, continue to match his physicality, um, you know. And I wish I could have done a bit more of that tonight, but uh, he had a great game. There we go. Orlando Magic. Yeah, heard him. And now. Time for a little game balls. But first, how about a little door ball? And also, we do have some podcast news to get to, so 
going to give you some insight to it. The Blue Jays are back in action this coming February, part of the month, as we are but one week away from spring training. In 10 days, we're playing our first matchup against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Should be fun. Getting back into the baseball side of things, we've got you covered here on Sports for Beginners. And of course, you can always catch every game on the home of the Blue Jays at Sportsnet. Fortunate 590 the fan. And of course, Fortnet now. Baseball season is back. And we're kicking things off into high year. All right. With that out of the way, it is time for the thanks to the swish sound effect. Game balls of the game. We're going to hear from the Raptors side of the postgame marker in the playoff in the players. Next, but first, it's the game balls within it so let's since we finished with orlando because i do believe it's only one player and a head coach from what we could find it is time for game balls and this one i gotta give for orlando i gotta give my word of game balls i gotta give them two Markel Fultz, 36 minutes played, 19 points, 6 rebounds, 19 points, 6 rebounds. Five assists. Five assists, a steal, two blocks, seven of fifteen in field goals, one of two three pointers, four for foot. Four, four for four in 
free throws. Free throws. Two offensive rebounds. Four defensive rebounds. And three personal fouls. What else is there? You know, four, three personal fouls. Any turnovers? Did he turn the ball over? Let's see. Yeah, he did turn the ball over three times. All right. And hey, I talked about Malachi Flint as a top performer. I'm going to give him my game ball. Anyway, we mentioned the point, the minutes, 13. Ten minutes of points, ten points, two rebounds, one assist, three of four in field goals, two of three, three pointers, two of three free throws. No offensive rebounds, two defensive rebounds, one personal foul, and of course, a turnover. That is not existent. We don't seem to know who the referees were for that matchup, so we're just going to skip that. And start to hear from the Raptors side of the action. A reminder, as you heard, the Blue Jays season is one week away from spring training. And we'll take and taking us out into the break as we approach the midway mark. Game ball pickups is coming up, as well as the look ahead. It is. It is high time to hear our last segment, which is our look ahead coming up. And I know it's probably already been done on Tim and Friends, but I want to listen in to The Undertaker, iconic news that broke out six days ago on Tim and Friends. I'm sure you guys have probably listened to it by now. 
but we're gonna use that motion of Mark Calloway, aka The Undertaker. If we have time, that is, we'll use it. Anyways, starting our team off. We already heard from McNurse, so our team members of the Toronto Raptors are Pascal Siakam, Precious Atua, Chris Boucher, and Jacob. So, Jacopo. Lead us off. As they say in baseball. Does it feel coming here like the Raptors had a you know a hole in the roster that uh, you've just been feeling like perfect? I mean, you guys tell me. Uh, I, I'm sure you guys followed the season a little bit closer than I did. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that was the goal of the draft. Uh, the draft, the the trade um, that. Um, I can feel that, like that true center position. Um, and yeah, I feel like I've, I've been just getting more comfortable with every game out there. We were here in the locker room when you went in. Guys were really, really happy for you. Um, how, how nice does it feel to, you know, come home to a team and just be welcome? I mean, that's awesome. Uh, I think that we got great guys in the locker room. I, obviously, some of them I know a little bit better from back in the day, and even the ones that I, uh, I just know from playing against them, like they, they seem all, all seem like great guys. And like my, my first, week here pretty much like it's been great everybody's been awesome so uh yeah makes it makes it that much sweeter yeah what's the process like over the past week getting up to speed with the team from your end um i mean it's about learning the basics at first um just trying to memorize all the plays memorize all the the um, calls on, on offense and on defense uh and then like once you get that down like you gotta do this stuff in, in game speed um and um, react to it um, just in time, like get the timings down, get all the chemistry down. Um, and I think, yeah, stuff like that takes time, obviously, with, with guys like Freddie. Fred, Fred's a veteran in this league, and, and I've played with him before, so that stuff develops a little bit quicker. But, um, yeah, you just you learn each other's strengths, and you you know when to you hit your teammates in what spots and, and where they're comfortable getting the ball and whatnot. You mentioned yesterday in practice that you're pretty comfortable with going defensively. And then offensively, you kind of said, well, kind of things support role. What, what changed tonight? I mean, I'd argue I was still in a support role. I was just getting getting a lot of passes out of the pick and roll. Like, it's, it's just, a, it's about reacting to the defense. They, they decided to trap Freddie a bunch of times. So um, I'm, I'm comfortable catching the ball there at the top of the key and trying to make plays. And um, I feel like I was, I was looking for the pass uh, early on a little bit. Um, and then I, I noticed that they're backing off a little bit. So I was looking for my own shot a little bit more. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, um, I think Fred did a really good job um, in the pick and roll, finding me, and, and it was just about finishing those finishing those off. You had mentioned that with his team style of play, that you needed to be more aggressive for your shot. Was basically a reflection of that? Yeah, more or less. Um, I think, like I just said, it, it largely depends on, on how the te defense is playing us, um, and I think we just got to find that, that hole, especially when they start trapping um, our, our ball dominant guys like Fred and Pascal, like um, we got 
be able to find the right play. Like, so if they're they're playing passive, I gotta be aggressive and look for my own finish. And even if we have uh, uh, guys that are cutting from the weak side, and I can like either find that guy or, or find a weak side guy for a corner three. That's it's it's just about making the right play. I think. Pascal had a pretty big hook for you at the end of the game, um, and he had mentioned earlier as well. He's the flag. He doesn't have centers makes him feel like a sense of gratitude almost uh i mean uh he's he mentioned it in i think it was in shoot around um today or it might have been the last game um to me so yeah that's that's pretty funny um i think we got we just got so many guys out there that have great length that have great athleticism so we can really make it tough on on teams to get into the paint and again like i'm just trying to play my role in that that whole system and i feel like i'm figuring it out more and more Congratulations on making it to the break. Um, does it feel like, you know, a new team coming Um, I mean, I think um we got we we you know, we got some help with what we wanted. Um and, and I think it's the area that we wanted we wanted the most help. Um and um yeah, like his presence is huge. Um just again, a night like tonight, um fifteen for seventeen. Um Rebounds, block shots, like six block shots. I, I mean, I don't think anybody done that this year. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I'm saying like on my team. Um, so, um, so yeah, like we we definitely needed that, and 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 um, Yaka was was um special tonight. You know, just just all around game, and and um, yeah. You guys had a ton of pick and rolls tonight. Uh, you guys weren't doing that the first time around, but when he was here after before. Uh, does it take a long time to sort of learn tendencies where he's going to cut to? Uh, it seems like it happened right away. Um, yeah, no, I think, again, he, he sets good screens. Um, and, and when you set good screens, most of the time, like, you know, if it does it give an opportunity for the guy coming out of pick and roll to either have, you know, a shot or whatever, um, and, and, and a dump off. So, um, he does that well and, and he understands, you know, the game. And, um, and I think, again, obviously, it's going to take us like time and we're going to continue to get better and improve. But, um, you know, he's a smart basketball player. And, and, and again, with guys like me, Freddie, like, we've, we we know how to communicate with him. We've been together. We know each other. So um, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a little bit, but but not as much as if, if, if it was, like, just, like, some somebody that we never known before. You, uh, you didn't start fast right away tonight, but you, when you got going, you got going hard. Um, how much of that is just them readjusting and saying, can't throw as much attention to you anymore because we got to worry about Yak and Right as well. Right. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how much is that, but I think for me, like again, like I just, I just continue to just play the game. Um. Understand the flow of the game and and picking my picking picking my spots. Um. And and again, I think that just just my team is just knowing, you know, um, the 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 times, you know, to get me going or or, or whatever, you know, like early on, you know, I got I got a lot of, a lot of touches, but then after that, you know, just you know, um, again, we have we have a lot of guys that can do a lot of things, so, um. I just got to continue to just um, be aggressive when need be, uh, picking and choosing, finding ways, you know, when I need to, you know, get my teammates involved and, and you know, when I, when I need to be aggressive, like all those things um, as the game as the game is going on, you know, I just got to continue to to get better at that. You mentioned the, the learning curve with, with Yak coming in. Is it more on the offensive end or the defense? I think it's both because, again, like we have different coverages. I, I don't think that some of the coverage that we've done, he, he's done that with San Antonio, even when he was here, like, you know, so it's different. Um, and and there's a lot of things he has to learn, and even on offense, you know, our, our offense, and you know, little little plays there and there that you know he's still got to catch up on, which I, I think he's been doing amazing, just um, understanding that, and and he's been working with, with with you know one of the coaches, just um, learning the plays every day, 
Um, so he's doing his part, and and, and I know that you know the, the more we keep going, the, the more he's gonna you know he's gonna get it. We let the people that do their job do their jobs, man. That's all. I don't think we 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 yeah, we are we are we out there we go where we have on the floor, um and, and we try to win and that's that's all that's all ready. Oh, is it? Oh. Uh, Pascal, we all see what Jakub brings to the floor, but what does it mean to you on the personal level? coming back. Um, no, it's great, awesome. Um, another familiar face, you know, somebody that I'm close with. Um, and yeah, it feels 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 good. Oh, it's a good, you know, it's a good feeling. Um, you know, we're gonna be out there having, um, just. Knowing that we closed out the, the break how we were supposed to. Um, and just take that time off, get some rest, get out my recalibrated recal and come back strong. I mean, it's great. It feels great. Uh, I think we're playing really good basketball both sides of the game. Um, and we just got to continue. Like I said, we got to continue uh, playing the same way we played for the last few games. I think we've been playing amazing basketball. Um, you just got to go back, you know, regroup and come back and continue and even get better from what we're doing right now. Man, amazing. I mean, I mean for me, uh, a little banged up, you know, take a few days off, just chill, um, get my body, my mind right, and then come back. All right, how's it feeling up there? Obviously, uh, you think we're all doing very well. I'm for that trade deadline. I feel kind of moving a bit better. Um, I mean, yeah, I think we uh, are watching a lot of film. I think teams are seeing, you know, we're seeing what uh, the teams are doing against us and all that. And um, we're just adjusting. Obviously, uh, we got a new player that, um, you know, Yako does a really good job in the paint and all that. Um, but I think everybody's trying to, you know, figure out ways to play better. And, you know, we want to be make the playoff and all. So that's how we got to play every time. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, I played with Christian. I played with Precious. Um, you know, obviously, having a five, you just got to adjust a little bit more. Um, I'm not as much as a rim protector and all that. Same now, it's more um, having to guard different position, knowing the rotations, and um, obviously change the game a little bit. But um, still stay the same. Bring the energy and uh, offensive rebound, crash, you know, the regular things. However, I think I'm going to Miami. <laughs> and it is that time. To close out this part of the show, game ball pickups are still to come. The game balls have been given. We have heard from the players of the Raptors and the Orlando Magic. And now it's time to get ready to put a bow on this show. But before we do, we have two more things to get to the game ball pickups, and of course, the look ahead.
And then it's our final thoughts. A quick television reminder to those of you who love watching TV. If you want to join a show that is not post-recap related, like ours, we always, we always, we always admire though that you come out and listen to our podcast shows like these. But if you want to join a different type show following, then check out Kelly and Ramya from the time it is now, two o'clock to four p.m. It's a two-hour show on AMI Audio and AMI TV. And of course, if that ain't your suit and you want to just wait till it's finished, remember to check it out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We're back with you with Game Ball Pickup. But look ahead. Final thoughts on the game. And what's coming up on our podcast? The next game for the Raptors is part of that look ahead. So stay with us, Raptor fans. We're approaching the closing point of Raptors. Post recap, another exciting edition of Raptors post recap. Final thoughts, game balls, pickup edition. And the look ahead is coming up when we continue on Raptors post recap. You're listening to Raptors post-recap on the Sports for Beginners podcast. We are back after this word from Take Another Look and our own podcast regarding what we cover on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Take it as so. Raptors chant. Another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Hedio Malum, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone wants to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections.
Pittsburgh Penguins, the Bills, and the Argos, as well as the Blue Jays and the Raptors during the NBA basketball season, the NFL, CFL football season, the blue, the baseball season in MLB, and the hockey season in the NHL, then you've come to the right place. Check out Sports for Beginners, the podcast, with me, Scott McGregor, where we talk about everything and anything in the world of sports media and around the teams, the Pittsburgh Penguins during hockey season, the Buffalo Bills and Toronto Argonauts during football season, the Toronto Blue Jays during baseball season, and the Raptors of Toronto, the Toronto Raptors during basketball season. We've got you covered every week, but if you've got any questions or feedback, please send us an email at sports for beginners podcast 8231 at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash sports for beginners podcast 87 and to learn more about upcoming episodes and when they drop please visit https colon slash slash sports for beginners number zero dot wordpress.com once again, that is https colon slash sports for beginners number zero dot wordpress dot com. Catch you later, fans. Welcome back inside the Sports for Beginners podcast studio. It is the Raptors post recap edition. I am your host, Thomas McGregor, and I am also your host on the on the ice and behind the benches podcast we are wrapping up the raptors post recap and within our final break we'll do my final thoughts but before we get to that break time to wrap up the show with our final pieces of the puzzle and we're going to jump right into action here In the show early on, we've talked about the game summary. We've talked about the coaches, the players, reactions. We've done our top performers. We've done our game balls. But we've not done our game pickup. So let's jump right into the basketball net of game ball pickups and for the game ball pickup on the raptor side i'm giving game ball pickups to trevit tradadius young thaddeus young excuse me Number 21 of the Toronto Raptors, seven minutes played, four points, one steal, two for two in field goals, and one turnover. 
come on, Thaddeus, you can do it. You can you can make defensive rebounds. You can make offensive rebounds. And uh, come on, let let's try and get some rebounds or assist or an assist rather on your chance. You get four points. That doesn't really do it for me as a top performer. We need to see a little bit more from you, Thaddeus Young. Moving on to Orlando's players, and we're going to start them with the look ahead as we get to the finish line of today's show post recap edition and I gotta give it to who is getting my game ball pickup on Orlando who is it who needs improving hmm Decisions, decisions. I'm going to give it to Choma Oki. Number three of the Orlando Magic. Three minutes. No points whatsoever. Two rebounds. 0 for 1 on field goals. And three-pointers. Two defensive rebounds. Okay, there's some improvement. No personal foul. That's another improvement. And one turnover. Ooh. All right. I see where you're going with this, but I feel like you need to make field goals, and I feel like you need to make the three-pointers. And also, how come you're silent on the free throws? Buddy, I thought at least you'd get at least one free throw into the basket. You look like a top guy to me for Orlando later on in the season, but I haven't seen your performance. So who am I to say that? All right. We mentioned the look ahead, and we're going to jump fast and furious into it. Starting with Orlando. Then we're going to take a quick 60-minute all-over-the-map word before we wrap up the show with my final thoughts on the Raptors post-recap. Coming up tonight on On the Ice and Behind the Benches and the Sports for Beginners podcast, it's the Maple Leaf. Versus the Blackhawks. 
in Scotiabank Arena. Blackhawks, Maple Leafs. Tonight. It's Toronto versus Chicago. And it's coming your way tonight. Need all the insights? Make sure you visit Real Kipper and Born, the fan morning show. And all other hockey content in between, including Locked On Leafs. Which is a daily centric podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Where it's your team every day. All right, back to basketball here. And wrap up the show. It's the magic we're looking at. And I'm using my phone for this. So, magic, where are we going this time? Who is next? There is a matchup tomorrow between the Detroit Pistons. Between the Detroit Pistons and Orlando Magic. Tip off, 7 p.m. In Orlando. Indiana Pacers come to town for a Saturday tip-off edition of basketball at, guess what, 7 p.m. Then it's 8 o'clock time for New Orleans Pelicans and Orlando Magic. On Monday, the 27th. Baseball's coming. And as baseball approaches, basketball action for Orlando continues with the matchup in Milwaukee on the 1st of March. When the Milwaukee Bucks welcome the Orlando Magic to Milwaukee for an 8 p.m. start time. The Charlotte Hornets then welcome the Orlando Magic to Charlotte. 
for a 7 p.m. tip-off. Then it's Sunday night action. Let's make it Orlando Magic action. When they welcome in the Portland Trailblazers. For a, you guessed it, 6 p.m. Tip-off time on Sunday. It's Milwaukee Buck Revenge time on Tuesday. As there's a 7 p.m. tip-off time when the Milwaukee Bucks come to Orlando. To face the magic in Orlando, it's the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Orlando Magic Tuesday night, 7 p.m. March 7th. March 9th, it's Utah Jazz time. And where are Utah? Not home. The Orlando Magic welcome the Utah Jazz to Orlando. For a 7 p.m. tip-off time on Thursday. You can't take the heat. The Miami Heat are welcomed into Orlando on Saturday, March the 11th at 7 p.m. Followed by a road trip leading to the Washington Wizards. First, it's a night on the town in San Antonio as the San Antonio Spurs go head-to-head with the Orlando Magic on the 14th of March. Then how about a little Phoenix? As the Phoenix Suns welcome a 10 p.m. start to the Orlando Magic. Just in case I forgot what time the tip-off for San Antonio is, that's an 8 p.m. start time. On a Tuesday night. And a Thursday night against the Phoenix Suns means 10 o'clock action. Let's get some afternoon time for the basketball team of the Orlando Magic. In. As we said, a 3 p.m. tip-off time against the Ale Clippers and Kali Leonard taking on the Orlando Magic. In Los Angeles. 
then hey, how, then hey, you face the Clippers. Now you got to face the Lakers and LeBron James. Let's get Sunday action, 9.30 p.m. In Los Angeles going, it's the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James taking on the Orlando Magic on Sunday, March the 19th. We mentioned they were back home, and home they will be for three days, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday, with a matchup at 6 p.m. on Sunday versus the Brooklyn Nets, a 7 p.m. start time versus the New York Knicks. Knicks. And a 7 p.m. start time against, you guessed it, the Washington Wizards of Washington. That is Tuesday. Memphis and the Wizards. The Wizards ain't done with the magic yet. On Friday... March 31st, it's the Washington Wizards taking on, you guessed it, the Orlando Magic in Washington. But not before an 8 p.m. start time in Memphis as the Memphis Grizzlies meet the Orlando Magic in Memphis. At 8 p.m. Tuesday, March 28th. Let's wrap up the NBA season in style with Orlando as it starts with a three-game homestand, beginning with a back-to-back against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But before the Cleveland Cavaliers can do damage, it's a trip with the Detroit Pistons. When Orlando returns home, as they face on April 2nd, the Detroit Pistons at 6 p.m., then it's 7 p.m. action on Tuesday and Thursday between, you guessed it, the Cleveland Cavaliers. The season for the Orlando Magic ends with two road games, and it's the Brooklyn Nets. First at 7.30. Then get up early, practice well, because an afternoon action of Orlando Magic Hockey, basketball, I mean, basketball, is on the way at 1 p.m. 
featuring the Orlando Magic and the Heat of Miami. In Miami, Florida, we are getting down to it fast, guys. 15 games in March. We're only half of the February schedule of the 11 games for Orlando Magic completed. And we have five more games in April to count the NBA conclusion. Speaking of conclusion, let's look at the Raptors to take our final break. So we get our word from the All Over the Map podcast. And we start things off after the magic with a win or loss from a visit in New a visit from the New Orleans Pelicans here in Toronto when Thursday, of course Thursday, that's tomorrow. 7.30 p.m. is the tip-off time. The venue, same place here, like we talked about. North of Mississauga, Ontario. It's the New Orleans Pelicans coming to Toronto, Ontario for a 7.30 p.m. tip-off time. The Raptors hit the road for two nights, Saturday and Sunday, when they face an early Saturday matchup against the Detroit Pistons at 12 p.m. And then an evening matchup leading into a home matchup against the Chicago Bulls. At 6 p.m. against the Cleveland Cavaliers. That game is at 6 p.m. It's the Cavaliers versus the Raptors in Cleveland. Should be fun to get to the end of that matchup. March, we go and how about this decision? It's going to be a wizard marathon as the Raptors play two back-to-back games against the Washington Wizards. First on March the 2nd, then March 4th after a day off. Same place, though, in Washington. First, it's a 7 p.m. tip-off time. And then one day after the Thursday tip-off time, it's a 5 p.m. tip-off time, but in the same place, Washington, New York. We head to Denver after a back-to-back on Saturday and Thursday 
where it's the Denver Nuggets taking on your Toronto Raptors. At 9 p.m. on Monday, March 6th. It's the return of the Kali. Leonard. Matchup between the Raptors. It's Kali Leonard versus your Toronto Raptors at 10 p.m. Wednesday night, March 8th. Before they meet, LeBron James at 10.30 on Friday, March 10th. Back to the Denver Nuggets we go. But this time, the Raptors have home court advantage. And it's a 7.30 p.m. tip-off time in Toronto. Let's include some Oklahoma City Thunder fun, shall we? Thursday night, March 16th at 7.30. It's your Toronto Raptors. Versus your Oklahoma City Thunder. Then it's Minnesota Timberwolves time in Toronto. As the Minnesota Timberwolves come to Toronto for E7 p.m. tip-off. On Saturday night. A quick breather from Toronto as we go to Milwaukee on Sunday, March 19th at 8 p.m. It's the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Toronto Raptors in Milwaukee. Let's look into Toronto for the Indiana Pacers versus your Toronto Raptors. And that game is at 7.30 as well as a Detroit Pistons matchup the following night after a night off on Thursday. Both games tip off at 7.30. First, it's Wednesday, 7.30, Indiana Pacers come to town. Then it's 7.30, Friday, and the Pistons come to town of Detroit.
we hit at 6 p.m. tip-off time when we welcome in the Washington Wizards one last time. I'm think I think for a 7:30 p.m. No, excuse me, at 6 p.m. tip-off time. Speaking of 7.30, though, we do have a 7.30 home game against the Miami Heat of Florida. It's the Miami Heat coming to Toronto to bring the heat at 7.30 on the 28th of March. March 31st, also known as March Madness. It's a road matchup to end the March schedule for the Raptors facing the Philadelphia 76ers in, you guessed it, Philadelphia. Bring it to a close. And it's road, 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 road. Till the 9th of April. When the Raptors close out the season on home court against the Milwaukee Bucks. At, you guessed it, 1 p.m. in the afternoon. On Sunday. But before they get there. It's road. In two cities. First. Charlotte. For two nights. 7 and 1 p.m. start times. The 1 p.m. start time is on April the 2nd. And then the second. Charlotte Hornets game is 7 p.m. start time. Move to Wednesday, skip Thursday, begin Friday. Let's do two fun Toronto action matchups between the Celtics and the Raptors on April 5th and 7th. Friday and Wednesday before giving the Raptors Saturday off and then having a 1 p.m. afternoon Scotiabank Arena matchup between yours truly, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Milwaukee Bucks, Scotty Barnes, and your Toronto Raptors. That game is at 1 p.m. to end the season. The regular season, that is. That is the look ahead for both teams. That is probably the season for the NBA on those two teams. As we're getting down to it, the NHL season is probably five weeks away. 
from ending their season as well. We're getting down to it with the NBA. We, the NBA just had their trade deadline. Now they're having an all-star game. The NHL had their all-star game. Now it's time to make the trade deadline. And now we're both in, we're both one month away from the last month in the NBA and the NHL. 2022-23 season. We're getting down to it, guys. Baseball season's coming fast. And before you know it, basketball and, ba- and hockey will be getting ready to go back again. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. That does it for the look ahead. That is the final piece of the Raptors and Magic post recap. But before we leave this show today, nothing would be complete without a few final thoughts. That's coming up in 60 seconds after a word from the All Over the Map podcast. As the post game show wraps up See you in 60 seconds. Are you looking for excellent sports content from media and fan perspectives alike? Check out All Over the Map with me, Ali Musa, where we discuss anything and everything in the world of sports media and beyond. We will even feature non-sports broadcasters. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit http colon slash slash It's back. It's time to wrap up the show. It is time for everyone's favorite point in the show. If this was long, it's time to be, in the words of Kelly, let's get out of here. Before we do, This is Raptors Post Recap, and nothing will be complete without some final words. After a 60-second break and a word from all over the map, thank you so much, Ali, for supporting On the Ice and Behind the Benches, the podcast, the Sports for Beginners podcast as well. We We support your podcast. And we hope you could join us for a Raptors post recap. Maybe next season, hopefully sometime before the season ends in the basketball season. Who knows? That is going to do it for me. So, guys, 
it is time to shut down Raptors post recap studio for now. But before we do that, let's get some final thoughts in here. And my final thoughts here are, I mean, this is this is competitive. This is competitive basketball. Look, you look at the records here, 24, 35, 24 wins, 35 losses, 28 wins, 31 losses. That, that, that's the score right now in the records for both the Raptors and the Orlando Magic. Let's look at the standings here just to put the final thoughts on ice. They're there. Little on the ice and behind the benches kind of there. <laughs> um, going to share the screen here and reveal what the score, what the standings look like. Let's look at the Eastern Conference first before we go to the Western Conference. And here we go. I'm going to share my screen here. Boston currently is in the lead of the standings. 41 wins, 17 losses. Milwaukee not far behind them. 41 or 40 wins, 17 losses. Philadelphia, somewhat behind Milwaukee and Boston. 37 wins, 19 losses. Cleveland is kind of behind them. 38 wins, 22 losses. Brooklyn. Brooklyn is nowhere close to Cleveland or Philadelphia. Their losing streak is 24 losses. Their winning streak is 33. They're followed by Miami and New York and the New York Knicks, who both have, to a side, 32 wins each, 27 and 26 losses. 29-29, it's even in Atlanta's case. They've lost 29 games and won 29 games. The Raptors, we mentioned, it's 28 wins for the Raptors, 31 losses for the Raptors. The Washington Wizards, 27, 30. 30 losses, 27 wins. At the very bottom of these of the long division, before we get down to the final three, Charlotte, Orlando, Indiana, and Chicago, it's the Detroit Pistons at the very long list of the end of the Eastern Conference standings with 43 losses and 15 wins. The Charlotte Hornets have 16 wins and 43 losses. But at the very end of all the teams 
including Washington, we have the Chicago Bulls, 26 wins, 31 losses. The Indiana Pacers, 25 wins, 34 losses. And the team we're talking about with the Raptors, the Orlando Magic, with 35 losses and 24 wins. Moving to the Western Conference. And the losing squads are the San Antonio Spurs, 44 losses, 14 wins, 13 wins, 44 losses, Houston Rockets, the Los Angeles Lakers, 26 wins, 32 losses, 27 wins, 29 losses, Oklahoma, 28 wins, 30 losses, Portland Trail Blazers, Utah Jazz, 29 lost, 29 wins, 30 losses, Golden State. Hey, aren't you supposed to be the defending champions? 29 wins, 29 losses. Who would have thought? The Minnesota Timberwolves. 31 wins, 29 losses. The New Orleans Pelicans. 30 wins, 28 losses. The Dallas Mavericks, 38. 31 wins, 28 losses. The LA Clippers, 32 wins, 28 losses. The Phoenix Suns, 32 wins. 27 losses, 32 wins, 25 losses, Sacramento, Denver, 18 losses, 40 wins, can nobody beat Denver, or is the basketball team just so fed up with the Denver Broncos, that they said, this is how you win championships. The Memphis Grizzlies. I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting excited here. The Memphis Grizzlies. I'm trying to contain myself. Thomas, focus. The Memphis Grizzlies have 34 wins and 22 losses. Sacramento Kings, 32 wins, 25 losses. Boy, okay. Let's put a bow on this now. Oklahoma City Thunders is the Houston Rockets' next opponent. The Charlotte Hornets are facing the San Antonio Spurs, New Orleans Pelicans, facing the facing LeBron James and the Lakers. Oklahoma City Thunder, we mentioned, facing the Houston Rockets, the last place team. Sacramento Kings, the top guys facing the Portland Trailblazers. Memphis is going against Utah. The Lakers are facing the State Warriors of Golden State. The Washington Wizards are facing the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Lakers 
mentioned, they're facing the New Orleans Pelicans. The Nuggets, or I should say the top guys, are facing the Dallas Mavericks. The Phoenix Suns are facing the Los Angeles Clippers. Hey, ain't that cute? The Los Angeles Clippers and Phoenix Suns are in fifth and fourth place, and they are, well, in, in the conference. And, and their next opponent is, guess who? <laughs> the, next, the next door neighbor in the standings. All right, keep it. All right, keeping it, keeping it cool here. The Sacramento Kings face the Portland Trail Blazers. The Utah Jazz, we mentioned, face the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Dallas Mavericks face the top guys, the Denver Nuggets. Moving to the Eastern Conference teams, starting with Detroit, and their first opponent coming up is the Celtics. The Spurs are against Charlotte. Orlando is against the Pistons. Indiana Pacers, again, next door neighbors, <laughs> are against the Chicago Bulls. New Orleans Pelicans are facing the Raptors next. The Minnesota Timberwolves are facing the Washington Wizards. We mentioned that. The New York Knicks are, Atlant are Atlanta's next opponent. And guess what? They're next-door neighbors in the standings. The Brooklyn Nets are facing the Heat. Again, next-door neighbors because it's the same matchup. The Cleveland Cavaliers, next door neighbors. Their next opponent is their next door neighbor, the Philadelphia 76ers. The Chicago Bulls are facing the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Boston Celtics are facing last place in the Eastern Conference, the Detroit Pistons. All right. Before I lose myself and continue and try as and try and as I try to contain myself, that does it for Raptors post recap. We will talk. You've been listening to Raptors basketball on the Sports for Beginners podcast, part of the on the ice and behind the benches presentation. Until next game, Raptors fans, we will. We will do we will do the we will talk to you within the next Toronto Raptors game after the New Orleans Pelicans and Toronto Raptors go head to head. The next game after the New Orleans Pelicans is the Detroit Pistons. Go figure. We just talked about them. <laughs> but in all seriousness. We will talk to you after the Detroit after the Detroit Pistons game. As the next Raptors game, and you have just listened to Toronto Raptors post recap. We will talk to you about the Detroit Pistons and the New Orleans Pelicans game on the next post recap. For now, it's time to get out of here as Kelly would say on Kelly and Rumya. And
get a drink of water, prepare for the next game. All great matchups coming up. The Raptors are back in action tomorrow. That wraps it up for Raptors Post Recap. Raptors champ, before I even continue to say another word, just take us out. This has been Raptors Post Recap on the Sports for Beginners podcast. Have a great week, everybody. And let's go Raptors. Check you later. Thank you for tuning in to Sports for Beginners, the podcast with your host, Scott McGregor, for the post-game show slash pre-game show, which always comes before the post-game show. Now remember, fans, follow us on Facebook at our Facebook page, https colon slash slash www.facebook.com slash sports for beginners podcast. Send a message to anchor.fm slash scott-mcgregor-sports and follow Scott at scottmcgregor3 on Twitter. Let us know what you think about the show. A rating and a review would be nice. But thank you once again for joining us on this podcast for the post-game show. And remember, before the puck drops, before they kick off, before they tip off, before they throw the first pitch, we bring to you the pregame show on Sports for Beginners, the podcast. <laughs>